remember me. I am Jor-El. I'm your father. Even though you've been raised as a human being, you are not one of them. You have great powers, only some of which you have discovered. man gets older and he thinks very differently and things get very clear. And there's one thing I do know, son, and that is you are here for a reason. Easy, miss. I've got you. you you've got me? Who's got you? We're sitting on top of the story of the century here. Who are you? Friend. You are revealed to the world, but you still must keep your secret identity. Why? Your enemies will discover that the only way to hurt you by hurting the people you care for. I don't know who you are. Just a friend from another star. how a warped brain like yours gets to kicks by planning the death of innocent people no by causing the death of innocent people mind over muscle they can be a great people color they wish to be they only lack the light to show the way for this reason above all i have sent them you my only son hello everybody this is Jacques. And this is Biff. And that was uh, the trailer for Superman. Arguably one of the greatest superhero movies, because if that doesn't do so incredibly well, it, it, it takes, that was a big roll of the dice. They wanted to see if there was a real appetite outside of kids who read comic books would go see that movie. And what director Richard Donner and Christopher Reeves and Margot Kidder were able to do really helped launch every everything that came after that. Because um, and not and just I, that, but you know, it put Otisburg on the map. So, it, dude, thank you. <laughs> it will always hit home for Biff and I. And I mentioned that because this is my tribute sideshow to the great director Richard Donner, who Biff is going to pretty much. Pretty much being the back seat of is it is that safe to say or back seat? It's like it's more like the, the back of the you know the theater you know audience theater kind of thing, right? So <laughs> that's really yeah, sure. So I mean, it start for me. It starts with Superman and Richard Donner. You know, fun. Biff, you might not know this. He basically directed Superman one and two at the same time, but got fired. Or Superman one, and he was directing Superman two. He shot a lot of superman 2 while shooting superman 1 because he had the sets for krypton and all that stuff but there was a pissing contest with one of the executive producers and he got fired off his movie much to the dismay of you know all the major cast members wow and it wasn't until 2006 that the the richard donner cut finally because of fan outcrying got released it got released it got released the same day 
Superman Returns by Lions uh, Legendary Pictures came out in the theater with Brendan oh. uh, Roth because Superman Returns takes place right after Superman 2, as if Superman 3 never happened. And they only did three movies. Some people say they did four movies. I say they only did three movies and they stopped after three because they wouldn't want to diminish what greatness they had. But anyways, Richard Donner, this amazing director from so many genres. Of yep. course, Superman, Superman 2, but he was also... Uh, you're the horror guy. Where do you rank the omen? Yeah, it's, it's interesting. And I just had that conversation with the son, but omen is the bridge between the exorcist and everything else that kind of followed, right? Because you had the exorcist around 72. I think you mentioned that omen was 77. So 76, it, 76 yeah. 76, I'm sorry. And so uh, unless you consider Rosemary's baby, you know, that's to me, that's more of suspense. But really, I think there was. Uh, I think that's the jump. And then obviously everything else, we kind of went into the thrasher direction in the 80s, right? But I think that was almost like that was kind of marked the end of that um, uh, that type of kind of classic horror movie. Right. Just because, you know, we didn't have, it was really a horror movie without all those special effects, right? So not, so, not you so know, here's the Exorcist tried, but... But so here he is, you know, a king of the horror genre with the omen. Two years later, his next picture is Superman. And then he goes on to do, I mean, I don't know where you rank, you mean, the Goonies. With with your age, that was probably wasn't a big movie for you. But it's it's this, it did huge at the time. And it has stood the test of time. You know, it's one of those movies where, you know, we could do a whole sideshow on that or Joe could do a whole sideshow on that. But it is. It's a classic movie. I actually saw it for the first time with Joe a couple of years ago. And it's funny because. Oh, really? The, That's the, weird. Okay. Yeah. It's, it, it, it rhymes in it, right? Dude, I keep wanting to make a list of movies you would have thought I seen. And, and Goonies is way up at the top of the yeah. movies you would have assumed. I, Blade Runner was enough. So I finally saw Goonies. But, but so he does this quintessential horror movie. He basically starts the, you know, the superhero on the big screen thing, because, yep. you know, you look at what was out there at the time in the TV shows and Adam West, Batman, the, the mid seventies, things like the Hulk. I mean, you can't hold that into what Superman did when they said, you're going to believe a man could fly yeah. people in 1978 thought a man could fly. I mean, that's yeah. how amazing the graphics were well, for, for that. Yeah. And, and I think, it, yeah. And the other thing it do, did is like there weren't that many. I mean, franchising is kind of commonplace now. But aside from James Bond, I mean, how many essentially movie franchises were really there until something like that came along? I mean, there's a difference between something like, say, The Godfathers, which had sequels, versus an actual right. franchise, right? Because things like Superman, you know, you could do endlessly because, hey, we are doing it endlessly i mean sure different guys playing it now and whatever but you know you could spend generations with that kind of franchising and that i think in that you know in a way maybe you know superman one two and three also kind of gave that you know gave rise to the you know the whole not the original but the tim burton's uh yep. batman run you know, obviously it wasn't all him but yeah so i think there's a so, few so, yeah. so it's so so speaking of richard donner and franchising his next follow, well, not his next follow up. He did the toy, you know, which is funny because, you know, uh, 
Uh, Richard Pryor was in Superman 3, and yep. then he does the toy. He did the movie Lady Hawks, but then he creates the Lethal Weapon franchise. Oh, the Lethal Weapon franchise yes. is his. You yep. know, he did he did four Lethal Weapons. Talk about, you know, a franchise. So you got the Omen and Horror. You got Superman in that. You got the Goonies, the kid thing, you know, a beloved essentially a kid coming of age movie. And then you got the rated R buddy cop movie yeah. that he does for. Then, then, then after Lethal Weapon 1, his next movie after that is my favorite, one of my favorite movies, not one of my favorite yeah. Christmas movies, you know, but Scrooged. Yeah. Uh, amazing and it's movie, funny, right? We were just talking about, you know, the script that I just, that I've just done. And I literally based the main character, uh, in, in my mind, I had him not just Bill Murray, but specifically Bill Murray from Scrooge. You know, you know, put it in this. Uh, so honestly, when you go, so the, the more I started reading about him when he passed away a few weeks ago, it's like, oh, that's right. I forgot how many things I grew up with that I loved. I loved the Lethal Weapon movies when they came out. Scrooge. I know I'm a big Goonies fan, but he, you know, he made his bones. He he learned his craft directing Gunsmokes and, okay. and, and yep. you know, all those through the 50s. And then in the 60s, he ended up directing. So he, he did all the, he did the Western ones. He did like the dramas, like, like, like the Playhouse 57s. He did Gilligan. He did a few episodes of Gilligan's Island. Uh, he did a few episodes of Get Smart. Well, you know, I, I see Kojak um, and Petroselli in the uh, yeah, to and Canon, right? Streets of San Francisco, classic uh, TV crime shows, right? Right. So, so he takes a, he takes what he learns in Canon and pours that into Lethal Weapon on the big yeah. screen. He takes what he learns into Get Smart and puts it into like oh you know, my the god, he did Banana Splits. Dude, how fucked up is that? He Bananas. did an episode. Oh right. Like, so, so you hey, know. Do you want to do a Banana Splits sideshow? Because Banana Splits is pretty amazing. It is. Well, let's put a pin in that because we'll talk about what, what, what the Five Nights at Freddy's people have ended up doing with Banana Splits. No. But, yeah. But the fact that he ended up also directing some Tales from the Crypt mm -hmm. yeah. episodes. And then I saw, I, I'm like, I didn't remember, and I should have maybe remember, he helped launch the X-Men stuff. Oh, okay. you know, the interesting. Well, what's interesting is when I was reading about that, it's like, oh, shit. He was a producer on a move on, on some X-Men stuff that his wife was executive producer on. Oh, okay. His wife, on her own right, you know, I don't know if you ever saw the movie Dave that I love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, the, the the presidential look alike right, right. who yeah, has yeah. to go into the president. Uh, Kevin, uh, what's this? Is? Kevin, Kevin, Kevin. Oh, you're gonna kill me with this. The one that's married to Phoebe Cates. But yes. Yeah. So so she, you know, so you know, she does that. She did Free Willy. She but she did Pretty in Pink. She did one of management's favorite movies. Have you ever seen the Martin Short uh, movie Three Fugitives? It's Martin Short and oh, why am I blanking on his name? He was in Forty Eight Hours with Richard. Uh, with Eddie Murphy, the other guy. Uh, Nick Nolte? Nick Nolte. Nick Nolte and Martin Short did this movie called Three Fugitives. It's one of her oh, wait, favorites. Martin Short did Three Fugitives and Three Amigos. Is that what you're telling right. me? Right. Yes. Okay. Yes. But, but you know, but, you know, 
so this 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 husband and wife team. I went down the list, you know, she did semi-pro, the, the, the basketball, you know, hijinks movie, also was a producer on Deadpool. So I'm surprised that, you know, when I said, hey, let's do a, a Richard Donner thing, I would have thought because of things like, you know, maybe The Omen or The Weapon, you would have, uh, yeah, not a you would have yeah. been, I mean, you know, these aren't old hockey players, Jock. <laughs> but uh, it, it again, as I was reading the bios and and remembering. I knew he did many of these movies, but it wasn't until I sit down and start like putting down the things I wanted to discuss. It's like, wait a minute, you know, he launched this genre. He helped launch that genre. You know, his wife was a big part of different you know genres. But I, I, I will tell you, I did not know uh, the Gilligan's Island, the Banana Splits, the Get Smart stuff. I, I just knew. The whole Superman thing in the in the saga with Superman too, and he he essentially shot seventy five plus percent of the movie when they threw him off the movie, and they didn't credit him. That became a big legal thing, became a buyout thing. Oh my goodness! But but and people and people knew for years. They're like, hey, is there really? And I don't know if it was a non disclosure because. He never really talked about it publicly, but there was rumored that there was this very, very long scene on Krypton, okay. you know, with with, yep. with Jarrell, yep. um, played by uh, Marlon Brando, played Jarrell, and and would we would it ever see the light of day? And it did. It sat in a vault hmm. for thirty years before twenty plus years before it finally saw the light of day and and thank god it did it's great it's you know most director's cuts are better than the movie because you're getting the one guy's vision you know not the one guy's vision and then the team of people at the studio right yeah yeah you know it's like oh we got to cut this because yeah it goes through a sales process right so it kind of sure yeah that happens right so and did did you see the lady hawk or 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 the toy do you remember the toy i I saw the toy but that was a long time ago and um yeah but yeah it's been a while since i've seen it um i think come out before or after the tour brewster's millions Brewster's Millions. I thought it was before, but I might be wrong. I think so. I think so. But but his wife had passed away a couple years ago, and so, and and you just look at the the body work and like the crossover. Mm -hmm. But I didn't. I was you know I I Scrooge is another one. It's like yeah, that's right. I knew he did Scrooge, but I forgot that I knew he did Scrooge. Um, So again, we don't have these, you know, tights and capes and masks genre as we know it now without that we don't have you know the you know the the the, the whole you know the lethal weapon thing the omen i mean he, he and and every retrospective that i saw or heard this guy was active for 50 years and you you've never heard bullshit you know what i mean he wasn't a mm-hmm. scumbag at the time if there were scumbags right right, and by right that, yeah we, by this point, you would have heard it. You know what I mean? Over the last three or four years, right, you would have heard it. Like, right. Yeah, you know, sure, he did all this. But I heard he was a little handsy on, you know, Margot Kidder. <laughs> or, you know, yeah. you know, in Lethal Weapon, he kind of was, you know, this or that. Yeah. So it, it seems like he was a, a decent guy, but I don't know. 
And I think it's uh, it kind of interesting that you, when you go back to those two franchises, right? Because I think that even though it's not, it's rarely named, I think Superman 2 is one of those movies that are arguably better than the original. Like I personally, yeah. uh, yes. I personally preferred Superman 2 over 1. And I think I could say the same for Lethal Weapon. Like I think Lethal Weapon 2, I enjoy more than Lethal Weapon 1. So well, you know, it's, it's funny because, uh, yeah, I agree too. You know, I like one for certain reasons, but two yeah. is the better movie. Yeah. And you know, there's a scene, there's a deleted scene that, you know, they took out uh, of Superman 2 when, you know, I, I I wish they had kept that in when, when Lois basically tricks Clark into mm-hmm. admitting that he's Superman. Right. He, she pulls a gun out, like there was something, yeah. you know, won't go down the rabbit hole. She was pretty convinced. He came up with a story, but she had her doubts. So there he is in his Clark Kent outfit, and she pulls a gun on him, yep. and you know, and shoots him. Yeah. And then, you know, he does the catch the bullet thing and says to her, "It's like, you know." And then the music changed. It was so great, like the way it went from no, 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 no. And when he turns around, when he when he falls back, when he shot his Clark. Christopher Reeves was a fucking hell of an actor. And in that moment of turning, you can see him going in real time from Clark Kent to the Man of Steel. And he lectures her. He's like, what have you been wrong, Lois? And she's like, you mean with a blank? And then he and then he goes back to kind of Clark Kent, like, oh shit. Like she faked me out. Like, like she was once he was playing chess when he, she was playing. No, she was playing chess when he was playing checkers. And it, it goes yeah. back to almost being Clark. And it's a 30-second scene. I'm like, oh, but maybe that's one of the reasons he fought over that. It got taken out. But anyways, so like I said, this was gonna be a, a, a short, a short sideshow, yep. but I cannot. I mean, who doesn't watch Superman once a year? Who doesn't watch the Goonies once every couple of years? Who doesn't watch Scrooge every Christmas at least twice? Well, now I'm going to go back and specifically find that Banana Splits episode. And maybe we'll do a deep dive into that. A deep um, dive into Banana Splits. Nice. So like I told you on last week's podcast where Joe was, when I said to Joe, hey, maybe you can record some self-indulgent theater. She's like, well, you can do some. I think I just did. I think I just did. I think this this, this Richard Donner sideshow is the longest self-indulgent theater. And and uh, and thank you for going on this ride with me, Biff. No problem. Yep. You will believe a man can fly. 